morning and welcome to Pause and Pray, where we take a little pause in our week and devote time to God's amazing book. Uh, first of all, I apologise we're in my kitchen, but the baby's asleep in the other room, so we'll just have to make do. Uh, as you may know, we are currently working our way through the action-packed little gospel of Mark, and this week we are delving into the story of Jesus healing a leper, which you can find at chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. Uh, I'll read it for us now. A leper came to him begging and kneeling and said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the word so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country and people came to him from every quarter. Now, I think this is one of the smallest, but perhaps most important parts of the Bible, uh, because Although it might seem like just another healing story, and we have a heck of a lot of them, especially in Mark's Gospel, I think it gives us some really vital insight into who Jesus is and how he cares for us. You see, this is the kind of story that, if you've been having a bad enough time of it, could actually make you hate Jesus. It could make you just turn against the whole idea of God and Christianity altogether. Uh, it's the kind of story that couldn't just turn someone away from exploring faith, but it could destroy an already existing faith altogether. Because it tells us something really difficult, which is that Jesus can heal people, and does choose to, but not all of the time. And clearly, given that we're in the middle of a global pandemic, not even most of the time. And if you've ever been in the position of the leper and gone to Jesus on your knees, begging for healing and received none, you might well read this and wonder, well, why was he moved to pity with this leper and not me? Why did he heal that man and not me? Or if you've ever been praying for somebody's healing or wellness, experience the same. It's a very, very deep pain and it can undercut all of our faith. And some people will say that it's a matter of faith that the leper here has a certain amount of faith or a certain quality of faith. And if we had the same, then we'd be healed too. Um, but I don't think that's really what the story shows. Uh, it says that Jesus heals the man because he feels pity for him, not because of his amazing faith. And other people say that the man's healed so that people can know about this healing and learn about God through it. Um, but I don't think that's what it shows either, actually, uh, because it happens out in the middle of nowhere and Jesus specifically tells this man not to go and tell everyone about it. Um, both of those kinds of healings, the healing of a certain type of faith and uh, in order to show God's glory, they do happen in the Bible um, or seem to. But I think this healing is quite different from the rest. I think this story shows us not why bodily healings do sometimes happen, but perhaps why they more often don't and what that actually means for us as Christians. Um, see, I don't think this was actually supposed to be a healing story. I, I think this, in this story, Jesus heals the man against his better judgment. 
Uh, I think that in this story, healing man, the man doesn't actually seem to be the wisest thing to do. In the days leading up to reading this story, uh, we find that Jesus has been on a healing marathon. Uh, he's been healing people non-stop. Uh, so many people that he could no longer go into the cities, the towns and the villages because he's getting mobbed. So already he's having to stay in the quiet and the lonely places, uh, simply to be able to move about at all. So he's interfering with his mission. Healing everyone that asks for healing at this stage in Jesus' ministry has actually started to get in the way of his mission on earth. Which isn't to heal bodies, of course, but it's to heal souls. Jesus is on earth to bring all mankind to God, both through making the sacrifice of his own life, but also through telling people about God the Father, through pointing the way to God the Father. And all of the healings and miracles are only seeming to point the way to Jesus at this stage. People aren't coming to Jesus because they fear for their souls and have heard that our amazing God will save them. They're coming to Jesus because they fear, understandably, for their human lives and have heard that this amazing man can save them. And amid the very, very understandable rush to be healed in body, people don't seem to be hearing the gospel that Jesus is trying to say to them. People don't seem to be getting healed in their soul at this stage in the Gospel of Mark. Immortal lives might be saved for the ever so short time that we hold on to them. These people are no longer, no closer rather, to living for eternity than they were before. So I think that by the time this leper has sought Jesus out in the lonely countryside and thrown himself on his knees and begged to be made well, I think Jesus knows it's not the wisest or the best thing to do. He knows it's not going to bring this man any closer to the true healing, to the true life uh, that he is here to establish and to tell of. But Jesus does it anyway, because in his pity for this man's bodily suffering, he just can't help it. And so when the man is well, it seems that Jesus tries anyway to do both, uh, to heal the man's body and his soul. So he says to him, don't go shouting about this healing to everybody. Go to the temple, make the sacrifice to God for your healing. In essence, he's saying, give this healed life and body to God in gratitude and let that be what's witnessed. And maybe if the man had listened, he'd have been led to that deeper eternal healing that Jesus does give to every single person who comes to him on their knees and asks for it. Maybe he'd have seen that body heal bodily healing is just one small and wonderful glimpse of what awaits for everyone who seeks beyond it in Jesus. But he doesn't do that, of course. He goes and tells everyone and the mob continues and the message of the gospel, of God's gift of eternal perfect life and wellness for every single person who trusts Jesus enough to ask for it. That is buried beneath the clamour for relief from this life's sufferings. Jesus sees our pains in this life. He's moved to pity and compassion every single time that we suffer, every time a loved one is sick, every time we have to say goodbye through illness and age and pain. He never leaves us alone in our pain. He's always moved to compassion. If we're able to hold on to our faith, to our trust and our hope, he doesn't just offer wellness to all who ask. He does. He does offer wellness to all who ask. He does. He does offer life. I don't think anybody has ever gone away from meeting with Jesus without being made better in the most important way. Even if that person dies at the next moment, if they've met with Jesus, they have been healed. 
and the healing won't just last to the end of this mortal life or the next illness or accident or suffering, however long that might be, it will last forever and their life will never again know pain or suffering or misery. It will only know joy and completion and peace. Their life will be true life, it will be life to the fullest. I think that we should hold this story very close to our hearts as we struggle on through this pandemic. I think that we need this story right now because it shows us the love of a God who heals always everyone, but not in the way that makes him popular or adored or worshipped, but in the way that truly saves them and truly brings them to life in its fullness. It shows us the love of a God who will deny his own want to end every mortal suffering that he might end death itself. It shows us the love of a God who always puts our needs, our true wellness before himself. So as we go about our week, whatever that might bring for each of us in this hard, hard time, I hope that we might return to this story again and again and say, how is Jesus loving me in this situation? How is he loving me? Not in the way that profits him, that makes him popular, that makes people flock to him and adore him. How is he loving me in the way that I need the most right now, in the way that really heals me? And God bless you all this week. Amen. <laughs>